You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. Oh my gosh. Every time we record this intro, I almost always say this is Mickey. And I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just trying to be you or something. I have no idea. <laughs> I have That's to like, actively think about saying my name and not yeah. yours. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh. I wonder if anyone would even notice if we switch spots. I don't day. know. Maybe we'll try it next week if we're feeling spicy. <laughs> Well, it is Memorial Day. We're recording on Memorial Day. So when you guys hear this, hope you all had a great long weekend, safely celebrated Memorial Day. We are really excited to get bossy on this episode and talk all about email marketing. It is a super informative and really fun episode. And our guest was just an absolute gem. She was amazing and dropped so much knowledge. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, let's kick it off with our highs and lows. Because I feel like you and I have had lots of stuff going on in our lives recently. Yeah, we totally have. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, um, so let's see. My high uh, just happened last night. Our, some of our really good friends got married yesterday. So um, our kids stayed the night with my in-laws the whole night, which is a really big deal. Like our kids don't ever go spend the night anywhere. So ah. that was a really big deal. We got to have an adults only night. Um, the wedding, like everyone's um, vaccine cards got checked or you had to have a negative COVID test within, I think it was like 72 hours or something. So it was mask free for the most part. Um, people did wear masks, like going up and getting food, which really I think should just be like a cultural thing now because yeah. the idea of like people's breath being around food now just completely grosses me out (laughs) so that was that was a big deal but it was like a beautiful outdoor venue um it it was a pretty like a smaller wedding really close-knit um just so much fun we took an uber there um we got to go back to their house for like an after party they just like bought their first, first house together so it was just so much fun to hang out with friends and just be like free for the evening yeah Yeah, amazing it was really great my low though will be first of all the uber driver that we had on the way to the wedding just terrible driver like a little old man but like just i did not feel safe the entire ride there so sketched out driving out like in the county roads and then when it was time to like come home last night, it was like midnight and I'm trying to get an Uber or a Lyft and there were none available. And we're just like stranded at the bride and groom's house. <laughs> I'm like, uh, we're trying to leave. We don't have a car here. What do we do? I like called a cab and she's like, okay, it's going to be at least an hour. So we were just stuck at their house until like one <laughs> thirty in the morning, which they were really sweet about. And like, they didn't mind. We were just hanging out, but yeah. it was... I, it like made a fun free evening made me feel really trapped and it was Mm -hmm. super like uncomfortable and I was just really stressed out about it because I'm like I just want to go home now like this is terrible yikes yeah not so not a big deal yeah it just felt really uncomfortable to be so far away from home like out you know we all kind of live out in the boonies so you can't just like walk Walk home home or ride a bike or anything like it's far so 
we made it home and and everything was great but it was just kind of a, oh i never really thought that you couldn't just use an app and get a ride whenever wherever <laughs> well yeah. that happened to us at another friend's wedding remember at beth's wedding our friend yes we got yeah. stranded kind of out there too and luckily someone was <laughs> leaving and gave us a ride but yeah it's kind of like you forget about that. It's been so long since you've had to like take right. an Uber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure there's a lot less people working too. And then and a long weekend, yeah. everybody yeah. Like vaccinated and out doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just man, slap in the face with the reality. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm good and I don't need to leave my house again yeah. for months <laughs> and <laughs> socialed out. So. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I'm also socialed out. I think my, my high is that this weekend also, we went to see my sister's wedding venue, which was so awesome. She's getting married at Cave B, which is like a beautiful resort and winery in Eastern Washington. And so it was her and the groom, Jake and his mom and my mom. And we drove, it's um, like a two and a half hour drive from here. So we all rode together, spent the day there exploring the site, wine tasting, having lunch. We tasted macaroons that she's going to have for the dessert and it was just like such a fun day like it really made the wedding feel so real and just like really excited it was so beautiful and just like so exhausting being around people again and they're all vaccinated and like most of the things that we did we could have our masks off because we were outside and there was just like people everywhere and it just felt like whoa this is so weird it's it's like exhausting to like be normal again Mm -hmm. um my low, I guess, I don't know. I'm just like, as everything's like opening up, I'm just kind of having a hard time. And, you know, we've kind of touched on this, but I'm just having a hard time with my daughter not being able to be vaccinated and, you know, just kind of like relying on the honesty of strangers out in public to wear their Mm -hmm. masks if they're not vaccinated, which we all know probably isn't going to be the case for everyone. And so I'm just like, when the CDC came out with like the mask thing that can be removed for vaccinated people, like I'm just not ready for that because mostly because of my daughter, like a lot because of me too. Like, like we're all just not like ready. It's so such a weird concept, but Mm -hmm. I'm just having a really hard time. I can't shake this feeling of just being like really upset. And it's, I don't know, I'm having a hard time shaking it and there's nothing I can really do about it. And, you know, talking about the whole world opening back up at the end of June and it's like what about our kids but it's just yeah it's I I just kind of had a really hard day yesterday for some reason about it and I think it was like a little bit of just like me going out and like living life and then kind of like that oh but my daughter still can't do that and it's really it's just hard and Mm -hmm. you know all of you parents listening like it's it's hard with the kids it just really is so I I don't want you to be able to relate because it sucks, but I'm sure you can and just know that, you know, you're not the only one feeling that way. I'm happy to know I'm not the only one feeling that way, but it's hard. Definitely low. Yeah. Yeah. Not to kill the mood. (laughs) (laughs) Please wear your masks if you're not vaccinated so that our children can stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't, shouldn't seem like a lot to ask, but yeah, it, it's also it's incredibly difficult to rely on other people and just think that they're being honest and responsible because we have 
very blatantly seen that that is not the case in like 50% of people or something now. So okay. it is, it's a gamble every time you leave your house, every time you take that mask off in front of anyone, it is, I mean, you got to like, just be really picky, I guess, who you are around. Yeah, exactly. Just like, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. But like, at least please help protect our children and the vulnerable population because it's really hard for all of us. So thank you. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. (laughs) This episode is a little bit different than our full length episodes. We are going a little bit more bossy on this episode and it's just chocked full of tips. So if you have a business, if you sell something, if you have a side hustle or something to promote, you're really, really going to want to stay tuned for this episode because we are joined by an amazing marketing and email coach named Jen Wilson. And she actually lives in Hawaii, which jealous, first of all, (laughs) because Hawaii is beautiful. She is a mama of two boys, 17-year-old and a 13-year-old. She is a wife. She has a dog and three chickens. She's got a lot going on besides her marketing in email marketing business. She also is a business coach to insurance agents. And I'm telling you, this woman knows her stuff. She just gave us so much knowledge. She helps entrepreneurs write sticky emails, which I was so excited to find out what that means. And she really helps people nudge their prospects to take the action that you want them to do. So please welcome to the show right after this short break, Jen Wilson. Hey, boss lady, we want to support you and your business on our show. We are rolling out a new segment where we will be highlighting boss ladies in our community by running a ad for your business totally free. Shauna Sutcliffe is a yoga therapist specializing in desk bodies. She helps people release tension and recover from chronic pain or injuries or simply regain joy and mobility in their lives and bodies. She offers public classes or personal one-on-one sessions. Shauna uses a variety of tools from the yoga aerial swing to therapeutic yoga, self-massage, and KT taping. Her yoga for desk bodies class is online every Wednesday at 12, or there are a variety of other classes in person and online. She is offering a free first class to our audience. You can email her at s.shauna, S-H-A-U-N-N-A, at gmail.com, or contact her through her website at risingtidewellness.org. If you're interested in us promoting your business on our show with a free ad, send us an email and let's get bossy. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for inviting me. I'm super excited to be on with you and uh, Mickey. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Before we get started, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone all about yourself, who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady? Oh, cool. Okay. So um, I'm Jen Wilson and I have a business called Jen Wilson Marketing and it's really an email marketing um, business. I help people with email copywriting and I coach um, mainly women entrepreneurs with um, their emails. Um, But aside from that, I have a nine to five job. And in that uh, 
job. I'm a business coach for a local, so I work for corporate for local brick and mortar insurance agents. So it's kind of funny because it doesn't seem like there's a connect, but there is because, <laughs> because I do help them, um, you know, with their concerns of becoming more profitable, being more efficient. But part of that is their presence, right? Is their marketing. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I've learned over the years of what kind of works in real life and translating that into digital, into their emails. And that became really, uh, really a hot topic when COVID hit, right? Because a lot, mm -hmm. before that, a lot of my brick and mortars were like, well, we're referral based, you know, we just get walk-ins, our signs and all that. But when that stopped, then that messaging that I was doing with, you know, you got to focus on your digital and all of that mm -hmm. became really important. So um, I try to meld what I, what I do during the day into what I do at all other hours of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, they just kind of like flow right into each other. And then that just makes your skill set even wider on either end, it seems like. Right. So that's wonderful. Yeah. How long have you been doing the email marketing business? Uh, about two and a half years. Wonderful. Yeah. And Great. so before that, I was doing my own email, right? That's how it all kind of came mm -hmm. about was because I started doing email marketing for something unrelated to bit right I mean I was blogging and so um, that's how I got started with that perfect yeah we're so excited to talk to you today I heard you do a presentation at one of the mob mom-owned business meetups oh yeah and I was like oh my gosh this is amazing like I need so much help with this stuff so it's been so great to follow along with all the tips and everything that you share and we're really excited to talk with you today especially because I feel like in the last, I want to say like handful of months, mm -hmm. so many more people are talking about email marketing than they were before. And I don't know what happened if it just became like all of a sudden a trend or if enough people caught on from the power behind email marketing, but it's just being talked about more and more and more and really a tool that you need to be considering for your business. So let's just kind of start from the ground up and let's see, can you tell us just a bit about what email marketing is and then how you specifically discovered the value in email marketing. So email marketing is basically using your email to sell your stuff. I mean, if that's, if we right. want to break it down to its most simplest form, right. Is, is using email to sell whatever you're offering. Um, and it's become, and I think you're right. Email's always been out there and it's always, I mean, you know, there's been conversations and people have been saying over the years that oh, email is dead. You know, it's not email, it's social media or it's this or it's that, mm -hmm. but it's never really gone away. And it's because email has the highest ROI of any digital marketing channel. Um, it's the, I think the studies show up to 4,400%, which is crazy, oh, wow. right? I mean, that's wow. like, and they, you know, even though there is a ROI attached to social media, we just don't know what that is yet. They, they, it's hard for them to quantify that. And so we, but we know that people buy off emails and, and it's, and it's because people are primed to get offers to email. Think about your own inbox, right? You're like, mm -hmm. I get promotions all the time. And if I see something in my inbox, yeah, sometimes I do, I buy stuff based on that email. Mm -hmm. So ROI is high. And I think, um, so getting back to your question, yeah. email marketing is basically, hey, getting people onto your email list in some way, okay? And then, and then using, there's different styles to email market, right? But basically 
promoting what you're doing in email and getting people to buy through being on your email list. So that's what email marketing is. Mm -hmm. And the way I discovered it was really years ago, long time ago, (laughs) I was, um, I was blogging and I was trying to do all kinds of things, right? I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get people to do um, basically affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. I was going to sell affiliate products. But it was really hard to get people on my email list. Mm -hmm. So that started this whole journey of trying to figure out, okay, how do you, it sounds so easy, right? People are like, oh, you just build this lead magnet. People will come in. And it really wasn't that easy. Um, But over time, I kind of figured it out, right? And then I got people on my email list. And then you get start getting people actually responding to your emails, which is, that's like a major thing when they actually start responding to the things you're asking them. And then they actually do visit the the products that you're, that you're guiding them to um, and they buy. So that's really how I discovered it really can work. It's not easy. It's a more crowded space than ever before. But the interesting thing about COVID is when COVID happened, people had to check their email. They absolutely had to check it. And so email engagement, even though there's more emails flooding your inbox now, engagement is shown to be up in almost every industry. Really? Um, and so that's, yes. And, and they did this study in mail, or not study, but you know, MailChimp has all this data, right? Because they're an email service provider. And they found that every engagement was up in every industry, but more so for small businesses, which was like amazing opportunity for, for me and, and many of the women and, and boss ladies that, you know, that, that we work with, mm-hmm. um, it's a tremendous opportunity. So does, does that answer your question? <laughs> yeah. You answer your question? Okay. yeah, absolutely. And we're going to just kind of dig into all of those pieces that you touched on, because I I'm just excited about this. And I feel like so many people are curious about, just like you said, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds like, okay, mm-hmm. I should have an email. It's great. Well, where do I even start? Right. So yeah. we're going to dig into all of that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so why let's get into the why, why should small businesses be leveraging this email marketing like program in 2021? Mm, that's a great question. So email has always, not always, but emails a lot of times takes the backseat to um, like social media because social media is fun. You get the instant gratification. You get the likes and it's flashy and you get the photos and all of that stuff. Um, But email has always, but okay, let me back up. Social media is a very passive form of marketing. So you rely on that platform that you're on and, and, and there's an algorithm, right? That affects how you're seen, you know, by your audience. And so it really depends. I mean, you could put out the best post, you could mm-hmm. put out a post promoing your, your service, but it's possible that no one ever sees it. <laughs> yeah. um, and when they're liking your stuff, you don't know if they're liking it because they like the picture or if they like the messaging or you're just not sure what it is. So right. I think email marketing is the most powerful because you're really reaching people in that private space, which is in their email inbox, which they're guarding very carefully these days. So if you're able to make it into their email inbox, mm-hmm. then that's a great place to be to, to market to people. And, and my, the way that I teach email marketing 
is based on building relationships. So you build relationships in the email inbox, which creates this reciprocity, which then, you know, people want to buy from you because you're giving to them and you're providing value to them all of the time. And so a great approach is to use social media with your email marketing. So obviously social media is great, right? You're getting all the traffic there, but I always tell people don't, don't just, you know, attract traffic and let them go and never grab them and bring them into your world where you own it, where you have this list that you own, right? So if you have your social media followers, offer them something to try to get them on your email list. Mm -hmm. And then you'll have them to where you can send these emails to them. I hope that answers your question. (laughs) Yeah, I, I keep hearing this, like, it's almost like it's making people afraid because they're like, Instagram could go away at any minute and you're basing your whole business off of Instagram. What are you going to do then? You know, mm-hmm. and email is like mm-hmm. the only thing that you own the people who are you right, know, following right, right. you because they're choosing right. to be there. But um, some of the tips that I've heard, and I, I'm sure that these are tips that you share too, is to, you know, so you don't have to plan just a million different types of types of content to have your social media post be a short version of what's going out in your email. And so mm-hmm. saying something on your post, like, you know, if you want to hear the rest of the story, make sure you sign up for my email list or something like that to kind of connect them because social media, like you were saying, you don't know why they're liking it. Some people just go through and like pictures just to get more followers. And I'm guilty of spending so much time and energy marketing on social. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if it's, you know, doing as much for me as what email can do. So when somebody's, you know, intrigued by what we're talking about and they're thinking about, okay, I want to get started on this email marketing. I want to create this email list. How do they even get started? I think, and I think you bring up a great point. You know, you spend a lot of time on social media, but it's not time wasted, right? Because you're getting people interested. You're getting in front of them. They're getting this brand awareness, but, but, but really, try to capture them and bring them offline uh, away from all that noise of the social media where you're competing with all those other people and bring them into your inbox and the way to get started with that. So if you're like, I I work with, um, you know, small artisans, like they're at the, the craft fairs or the farmer's market, just start asking people for their email address and then put them in, in, put them on your email list. So that's one easy way to get started. Now, if you're an online like service provider, you're like a coach, which is a lot of the women that I work with. That's not as easy, right? So what I would suggest is you've probably heard the term lead magnet. Mm-hmm. Create a lead magnet to get people on your list because nobody just signs up for an email list anymore. If you just say, oh, join my email list, no one's going to do it, right? So you have to actually give them a reason to join your email list. And that is to offer them a freebie. And that's what we call the lead magnet. And the freebie can work. So even if you're at a, at a networking meeting, let's just say, or a, an online networking mixer or something, you can say, hey, someone's kind of interested. You talk to them, hey, I've got this thing, go sign up for it. And then you can get them on your email list or you can drive traffic to it from your social, right? You can talk about it and say, hey, you know, today I'm talking about, I don't know, whatever it is, right? Branding, you know, using these colors in your branding. If you want this guide to branding, go and sign up for it in my link in bio. And that's how you kind of get people on your email list 
kind of working with the efforts you're already doing on social. So that's kind of how you would get started. Okay. That sounds easy enough to get going. <laughs> At least to get going. So what are some of your favorite platforms or tools that you use in your email marketing? Mm, good question. I love, love, love MailerLite as my email service provider. Um, I've used ConvertKit, I've used MailChimp, and I've used MailerLite. And MailerLite is my favorite, number one, because if you have like under 1,000 or 1,200 contacts, it's free. And it's so, the, the features that you get with it are so robust. Like I was on MailChimp when they had that free, well, they still have a free plan, but they've really throttled what they offer on the free plan. Like, like you have nothing, to pay. Yeah. yeah, you have to pay <laughs> for the more upgraded. Whereas on MailerLite, all of that is, is included it's free and I'm not an affiliate or anything. I just love the platform and it's super easy to use and it's intuitive. So I use MailerLite and the other tool that I use for my email marketing is just Asana, hmm, keeping nice. track of, um, of ideas. Okay. And we can talk a little bit more about that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, how do you, what my next question for you is gonna be, how do you avoid getting overwhelmed? Because you know, as you're starting to think about these ideas, it's something like Asana or a way to help you keep track. Like I'm using Flowdesk right now. I just signed up for it. I really like it. It, it lets you create individual workflows and schedule things. And it's, it's really clean. It, it actually is just kind of naturally already on brand for me. So that's something to keep in mind too, as you're creating your emails, you know, you want to make it an extension of your brand, but even just talking about that, right. There's so many moving parts. Like you get the you get the names, you put them on this platform for your list, you create freebies, you want to keep mm -hmm. talking to them. It just, how do you keep track and not get overwhelmed? You know, that's, that's a great question. And I, I say that when you're just getting started, it's going to be overwhelming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, unfortunately that's the truth because you've got to get like, you, you've got to put, so, so most people start off with a landing page and then you have to get the information from the landing page over to your email service provider. And then you create an automation to get those emails out. And that's, it's a learning curve. I mean, unless you're going to hire somebody to do all of that for you, you, it will be, you, you have to learn it and you have to learn how to use your email service provider anyway. So there will be that learning curve in the beginning. So you just have to um, connect to, okay, why am I doing this? Why, why, am I trying email marketing? It's because I want to grow my business. Why are you growing your business? It's because I want to have this legacy business for me and my family. What, right, right. So you have to kind of connect back to that and realize that it is a hard thing at first that you're going to have to learn. Um, but once you get set up on that, really pe people, every step of the way, there's a challenge, right? Like, like with anything in your business, right? So once you get that set up, then it's like, oh my God, I don't know how to write it, or I don't know what to write. And I would say at that juncture, once you've gotten past that tech part is just start writing. Even if you have five people on your list, mm -hmm. just write because then it'll get easier. Don't wait, don't, don't say, oh, and I have people say this, I only have like 12 people on my list. So you should just start writing to your list mm -hmm. and just start practicing. And because it's a process of finding your voice and what's resonating with your people. And those people that signed up early are, are likely gonna be some of your really um, 
some of your real fans and you can tap them and you can ask them and they can help you to shape how you um, communicate with your audience. So I would say, you know, it's probably not what people want to hear, but it will be a learning curve in the beginning. You have to do it. Choose, choose something that you, that's going to be easier to learn. Like, unless you're going to hire someone to do it mm-hmm. like, like a mailer light or convert kits pretty easy to use. You just have to pay, right? You have to pay a monthly fee for that. And then once you get past that, just start writing. Yeah. I like that advice. I feel like that goes with anything our business with our social media, everything we might feel like we only have a handful of people, but I mean, we're in business because we're trying to help people provide value. So it's just, even if we help that one person and a lot of times we get so hung up on like the glitz and glam of everything else, same with social media compared to mm-hmm. email marketing, right? That right. we kind of lose track of the people that are already there and are already supporting us. I think that's, I'm guilty of that all the time. I'm like my, I just started working on my email list and it's, it's pretty small. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm waiting for. I don't know if I'm subconsciously waiting for there to be more people on there before because uh-huh. it's a lot of work too, which is. That's true. That you know, it's, yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about what, how you use Asana to kind of keep track oh, yeah. paired with MailerLite? Um, it's not, it's not integrated at all. I use, and this is like not sophisticated at all, <laughs> <laughs> but I use Asana as a, as an idea bank. So uh, then the next question is, right. Okay. I'm starting to write to my list. Now, I don't know what to write about, or I run out of ideas. I sit down at my computer. I don't know what to write. And what I tell the ladies that I work with is just start, and it doesn't have to be on Asana. It can be in Google Docs. It can be in your notes app in, in, on your phone. Just start anything that, and to get into the habit of anything that you come across in your life that kind of strikes you, or it's interesting, or is different. And you don't know how you're going to use that. And it doesn't connect to anything at the moment. Just write it down. Just put it in the story bank. And I go back or idea bank. And I go back when I don't have an idea. And I just look through all of these ideas. So for example, I write down really random stuff. Like I watched the movie, The Dissident, (laughs) the other, (laughs) like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, you know, I'm really struck by this movie. And it's really um, that whole idea of, you know, the the main idea of it. So I just wrote that down as an idea. And I might be on a conference call with someone and they tell me about this, this other idea, which I heard just as an example, she said, um, people are feeling this, the, the dominant emotion of 2021 might be called languishing. It's not, you're not flourishing and you're not depressed. And I'm like, I like that. I wrote it down in my little Asana idea bank. And when I'm done, so I have one column for ideas and I have one column for done and I just move it over when I'm done with it. And so that's, that's a way that I just, just inventory ideas for the future. So I love that. That's a, yeah, that's a great idea. I have like a notes on my phone and usually my ideas come to me just for like content or anything I want to write about in general. When I'm either running or in the shower. <laughs> like, oh, dang it. Of course. <laughs> okay, remember <laughs> this until I can write it down. <laughs> and then that I usually forget. So well, the shower thing, right? That happens to me too. And I'm like, yes. oh, you know what? There's no way I'm going to forget this idea. It's such a great idea. And then I forget it. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. By the time you rinse off, it's like, okay, (laughs) all the thoughts were gone. Right. (laughs) Funny side note, because I feel like that's a very common thing too. Like the shower is just kind of where everyone gets to like unwind and all your best ideas and thoughts come into play. Um, My husband brought home one time a waterproof notebook that they make. So you can actually have it in your shower and write on this like waterproof paper to take down all of those brilliant ideas so that might be something you guys want to look into hey that is a a great idea (laughs) that's so funny i bet someone came up with that idea in the shower yeah Yeah, right (laughs) probably i didn't know that existed wow yeah i thought it was pretty silly but yeah also "Hmm, actually not a bad idea so we have lots of tips on getting started so Mm -hmm. now what where do we go from there okay so like once you get started and you it's basically um there's a couple of things so i base the way that i teach on relationships and i i really got that from working with my insurance agents in real life right like how do you guys sell to your people it's always i'm building relationships with people so i started studying actual relationship marketing and I, and I just actually read this book, Relationship Marketing in the Digital Age, right? Because how do you build relationships in social or in email, which is, you know, super important nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they said was, it is important to increase the quality and the frequency of your digital communications early in the relationship life cycle. Mm-hmm. And so what that means, right, is when someone comes into your world, you need to communicate with them with quality and freak more frequently. And if you think about that in real life, right, with any relationship, if it's a dating relationship or a friend relationship, you meet someone, you're interested in building that relationship, you go out for coffee once, or you go out on that first date, and if nothing, then that relationship, it fizzles out and it dies, right? So it's kind of the same premise that you need to build that relationship, start off strong, and it sets the foundation for the future. And so to that, I would say you would need, or you should think about having a strong welcome series in place. And I work with many women entrepreneurs on creating this welcome series. So someone comes, they they get your freebie offer, or they you know, they sign up for your email and they buy your soap at the farmer's market. Then they, they come into your, your email list. And then there's an automated welcome series that goes out with five to seven emails that go out to everyone. So you know that every single person that's coming into your world is getting that nurturing upfront, getting to know you. So that's one big thing is, do you have this sort of welcome series in place um, for those new people? Um, and then it's just being consistent, be like on social, you've got to be consistent, right? I mean, you can't, I got, I signed up for someone's email. I don't, anyway. And then I didn't hear from this person. In fact, forgot that I had, didn't even know who she was. So showed up in my email inbox. I don't even know when. And it was like early bird special, buy my coaching package. And it was like, it was like $5,000 or something. And I'm like, no, like that is just not how you do email marketing. Like you don't just have someone come in, deliver the freebie, never talk to them again, and then pitch your offer, much less for a multi, you know, multiple thousand dollar offer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is just not how it works. I mean, maybe 
maybe she might get a couple of sales, but that's just not how I teach it. I just don't think that's cool. Like how to treat people on your email list. And so it's really, Hey, be consistent. And when you're being consistent while you're being consistent, you're going to be finding your voice you're going to be finding your people because people are going to unsubscribe. They don't like you, whatever. They don't like how many emails are getting. That's cool, right? It's then it's that process of just fine tuning and finding your people, finding your voice, being consistent, and then finding that sweet spot of how, you know, how much value to how many promotions should I be doing in, in, in the inbox, right? I mean, and, and that's, I, I tell people use an 80-20 rule as a guide, but you're going to find what works for you. Maybe it's 50-50. Maybe one out of two, you can promo because you've built so much trust with your audience, right? But it's a long game. That's a thing that it's a long game that you got to be willing to play with email, but with relationship marketing in email, that payoff at the end of the day is going to be far greater than the transaction of one-offs, right? You might make a sale one-offs, but if you're not building that relationship, that whole that whole um, psychological influence of reciprocity doesn't come into play. It's only when you give and you give and you give that people feel that need to repay you by becoming your customer and becoming a repeat customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really, that. really building that, like the no like trust factor and just Absolutely. like showing them, like when people join your list, I mean, I'm thinking as a consumer, right? I reluctantly give my email out so often for this freebie mm-hmm. and I don't think I'm going to just all of a sudden buy something from somebody. Maybe I will if I already know them from social media and I feel confident in knowing who they are from social media, but Mm -hmm. it just, I mean, I, I teach this stuff, right. That you have to really make those connections with people. But when I think about email, I've just been thinking about it so wrong personally. And I'm sure a lot of other people, because this is such a new concept to so many of us are kind of thinking like, you have an email list and you share your promotions, you try to make your offers, but you just can't jump to that. And I love the way that you stated that, how it's like with the relationship and more at the beginning, because I was so worried of too much at the beginning is going to scare them away, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I'll like say hi, and then not say anything for like a month, but then like you said, they forget about you. So this Mm -hmm. welcome series that you're talking about, is this the sticky welcome series that you mentioned? (laughs) Like you talk about a sticky welcome series and I'm like, what the heck is that? Oh, (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I call it a sticky welcome series. It's because, you know, some, um, some of the women I work with, they're like, you know, I have a welcome series because I heard I had to have one. Mm -hmm. And so I have these seven emails and I send them out, but I don't really know, you know, if it's good or not. And so we go back and, and we retool it, but basically it's, it's a series that is intentional. Mm-hmm. So it's really strategic in that, okay, you want them because the whole no like, and trust factor really, if you really dial it back, it's based on these, these psychological influences that people don't know that like, they don't know that these things are at work, but it's making them like you. It's making them feel like they know you. It's making them feel like they trust you. So, so we're trying to leverage that in an ethical way in your email welcome series. So, so we, so it's about them getting to, how can you get them to feel like they know you and they like you and they trust you and then you can offer your, your promotion to them, you know? Um, and so it's the welcome series. It depends on the business that you have, right? I can't say, oh, it's a five, 
it's a five email template and you send this email and this email because it, it depends on the business that you're running and what you're trying to do, what you're trying to do at the end of the welcome series is that you're going to have them buy a product. You're going to have them book a discovery session. You're going to have them, you know, buy your coaching. It depends. And it depends on what's the price point of that, right? If it's something small, you could pitch your offer a lot earlier than if it's something a lot larger. So it's having a strategy and it's having knowing what those psychological triggers are and how to develop them in a very intentional way over a series of emails that's delivered to every person that comes. So you know everyone's getting the same thing, right? And and I should say that personalization is the key, which sounds completely opposite from what I just said, which is everyone gets the same thing. But <laughs> but but what you want, what you can do is depending on how these people come into your world. So if you have three different freebies, you can personalize that welcome series to how that person is coming in, right? Gearing it toward, are they interested in branding on social media? Are they interested in growing their social media traffic? Or, you know, so, so you're going to gear your welcome series that way. So it's personalized, but you want to make sure that everyone coming into your world is being nurtured. And you're building that relationship. And, th and that's the beauty of email marketing is that it's scalable for like $0, right? I mean, you can use this free tool. And if you have 10 people coming in, you don't have to type an email for every single person coming in. You can just have it shoot out this automated thing that you've, it takes some time up front to figure it out, to strategize it, to draft it. But once it's done, it's just going out automatically. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. the beauty of email. The automation is I was using the free MailChimp mm -hmm. and they didn't have the automation feature on there, which yeah. email marketing in a whole, as you know, it's become very clear is kind of like robust and there's a lot of different directions you could go. And so having to go in there and send each email oh, <laughs> like yeah. individually. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. So the automation paired with everything else you're just saying is like where it's at. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> They make you pay for it right now. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. The thing that I would be most like concerned about, I think, because most of it, I'm, I'm coming at it from like a consumer point of view, because yeah. I, I don't have an email marketing set up yet, but mm -hmm. um, how do you know how many emails that you should be sending? Like how many, do you have a suggestion on how many to do per month? Should you do like a newsletter? Where do you mm. kind of find that sweet spot? Yeah, that is an excellent question. And it's a question I get all the time. Yeah. You're like, give me the number. How many times <laughs> should I email my email list? I need to know. And so I was doing research online and they were saying, because right, my whole thing is I try to take what works in real life and bring it into the digital, right? And they're saying the research shows that to keep someone in your close friends layer, you need to be in contact with them about once a week. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, let's kind of use that as a guide, right? Once a week is reasonable with your audience. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you can't do once a week, I still think twice a month is a good cadence so that people don't forget about you every two weeks. That two weeks come by, comes by really quickly. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. um, so I think that's still a good cadence. But you're going to find what works with you. There's going to be email marketing people that you find out there that they're going to tell you you should send daily emails. Mm. So, and if that works for them, 
that's cool, right? Mm -hmm. But as kind of a general rule to start off with, hey, let's think about once, once a week or twice a month for mm -hmm. someone that's just getting started, I think is reasonable. And then to address your question about the newsletter versus regular emails, the way that I teach email marketing is relationship-based. A newsletter, so the way that I teach it is that when you draft an email, even if you have 10,000 people on your list, you're still drafting it like you're talking to one person. That's the goal is to make that person feel like you're, you, you are talking to them like a friend. Mm -hmm. So a, news, a newsletter is not that. Right? A newsletter is clearly drafted for just everyone to look at. But that said, if the newsletter works for you and you want to try it and you find that there's a lot of people opening it, use what works for you. You know, mm -hmm. that might not be the way that I teach it, but if that, because I had someone, I, I did a webinar and she's like, I do, a, I do a newsletter and I get 40 to 50% open rate. I'm like, keep doing your newsletter. I mean, you know, yeah. you can try to inter you can intersperse other emails with that. But if that's working for you, I'm not going to tell you, oh, God, there's because there's not a one size fits all for any business. Right. We can use templates and guidelines and all that stuff. But truly, your audience is a special group of people that resonate with you for your stories and your the way you present that information, because let's face it. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of other people doing exactly what we're doing. So the, the fact that they're in your world means that it's that relationship that you have. What do they want? What do they expect from you? That could be, that could be a newsletter. Yeah. And if you know your ideal client well enough, then you yeah. know exactly what things that they're going to resonate with, what things they're going to want to hear, how, what, you know, what problems they're having, what value you can provide in that email so that they do stick around. Yeah. But I mean, okay. So you're talking about like, if we're talking about once a week and it's not like a formal newsletter, right. It's just like an email. And we're talking <laughs> about like an 80, 20, give or take of personal mm -hmm. value and then promotional. Like, where do you come up with content or ideas? Like, what are you just saying? Like, Hey, how's it going? Like, here's what mm. happened in my life today. Like, what are, mm. what are some ways to I mean, you have your idea sheet that you, you know, mm -hmm. to come up, but are you just thinking like, okay, let me just maybe share some personal stories. Let me give some value, teach some lessons. Like, mm -hmm. where, where are your con where's your content strategy kind of stemming from to keep people interested? Um, that's another really great question. And I would say if you're starting to build an email list, so you get someone on your email list because you offer them a freebie. And then you start sending them emails just about like what's going on in your life. That's not going to be, I, I don't think that's going to be what they want. Yeah. Right. So you've got to give them value, but the way that you want to deliver that value is I, and, and, and the way that I kind of, you know, tell people to do it is you still are, want to build that relationship. You still want them to get to know you and how you're different and your personality. So you're going to build that with, with some stories. So I also have a story bank, right? Mm. Um, you keep a story bank and you keep an idea bank and then you kind of meld the two if you can. But I would say deliver, um, deliver tips with something that happened. Like if you can tie in something that happened to you today 
with a tip that you're going to deliver and it somehow segues into that, that's the best way to do it. Mm because they're getting to know you, but you're also delivering value. And you're going to train your people, right, to know that they're going to open this email, and they're going to get something from you. So I always say, have a reason to send an email. Mm-hmm. Don't send an email because oh, I got to send an email once a week. So I'm just going to shoot this out and I'm good. Right. It's not good because then people are going to be disappointed in it. And they're not going to open it. And then they're going to unsubscribe, which defeats the whole purpose of right. So you're going to deliver some kind of value in it. And value, let me be clear about this, doesn't have to mean it has to be something in-depth or resourceful or a tip or a lesson. It can be entertainment. If you, if your people need entertainment and they need a good laugh or they need something, that's cool too, right? So it's just, it's just being Okay, so the way that I tell people is to approach your email list as a friend of a friend. Hmm, So if you have this friend of a friend lens on, right, every time that you're drafting an email, what would be useful or how would you approach it? So that's um, one way that I teach them to to look through. Hmm, I like that. So what are some of the mistakes that we can avoid when writing emails to our audience? Do you have some like biggest do's and don'ts? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And we already talked about a lot of them, like you said, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not really having a point behind it. You you Mm -hmm. should always know why you're writing to your audience, whether it is, hey, I'm just providing them with some some laughter because there's been some really heavy things going on in the world this week. Mm -hmm. But know that. And that's so have a point. It's not just sending it. It's um, not being consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge mm-hmm. one. It's promoting too often, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's um, or, or only emailing when you have a promotion. That's not cool, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, um, and then it's not, it's not um, incorporating some of your personal stories in there because it's, it's about, like if you sit down with, a friend of a friend and you are building that relationship over time and you're having coffee this week and, the, and two weeks later you're having coffee again it's not just hey I've got this product I'm working on this service there's a little bit that you know a little bit of, of you comes out at a time it doesn't have to be your like you know word vomiting your whole life story or <laughs> you know getting super personal but just mm-hmm. little snippets giving them little snippets of of who you are mm-hmm. in that email so that yeah. those are some of the mistakes I see. Oh, and, and using, okay, so here's some real tactical ones that you can implement right away, which is trying to sound real smart. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so, so for me, I'm, I'm in corporate, right? And I've been mm-hmm. in corporate for 27 years. Mm-hmm. And so when I first started emailing my list, oh my God, it was like I was writing a corporate brief or something right and that's not what people I mean if your audience is corporations I mean then Mm -hmm. then, hello that's different right Right. but that that's one mistake and so a a really concrete example is I say don't use a hundred dollar word when you can use a 25 cent word Mm -hmm. so don't use fancy words like utilize I utilize this tool no Mm -hmm. I use this tool yeah yeah Yeah, you have to talk how you talk too, because then, Absolutely. you know, if they actually decide to work with you and they end up communicating with you and they're like, wait, 
you sound like somebody <laughs> totally different in your email. Exactly. I don't know if I want to work with you. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I really like all these tips because it's just like so hard with emails. My email box is overwhelming as a consumer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm telling you, I've got on my computer here, you guys get ready to cringe. <laughs> 11,163 oh. <laughs> on my phone. I have three over 3000 unread emails. I'm I'm currently looking for help with getting this figured out, but we just get so much coming into our Mm -hmm. inbox. And so as we're starting to, you know, make our way into other people's inbox, I love Mm -hmm. that tip of just having a point behind it because nobody wants another email just to have another email. And I would imagine even if you do it less, as long as it's something that is going to really be intentional your Mm -hmm. consistency can be once a month or or whatever, if that's what works for you. You don't want to just like bog people down because you should be sending emails basically. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, amazing. I am so excited about all these tips. Like if you can't tell, I'm like personally over here, like I'm trying to work (laughs) on my email list. So this could have came at a better time, but I'm, I'm sure everybody listening has just taken away a wealth of knowledge and we'll be sure to have you tell everybody where they can find you to work with you and things like that here at the end. We just have one final question before we wrap up with the interview portion. And that is, if you could share one piece of advice on how you balance being a mom and a boss lady, what would that advice be? Well, that's a really juicy question. So, um, you know, we are, we all, we're all moms here. Um, we all have businesses and I also have a corporate nine to five. So I've got a mm-hmm. ton on my plate. And yeah. I would say the one really great piece of advice that I actually read in a book, but that I can give to others is that trying to go for that, that it will, your life will never be in complete balance mm-hmm. and going for balance actually, I think makes it harder on you so like understanding that whatever phase of life you're in or whatever is going in at whatever's going on at the moment it might be here for business and 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 everything else is here but then it's going to flip flop and it's going to ebb and flow and it's going to change and that's okay so knowing that being unbalanced is okay but but just to know okay you're not going to be unbalanced for a long period of time because that's not what you want but aiming for that perfect balance is almost a um, one of those self-defeating things where then you start feeling bad when you can't achieve that exact balance and so what I would say is acknowledge that it's okay to be out of balance sometimes and and just be sure that you can write it um, along the way beautifully said could not agree more boss lady come here I've got a few questions to ask you have you been struggling to find your unique balance in your life or business do you feel lost as a mom and or business owner and need some direction or clarity do you feel like you aren't truly connecting with your customers not making sales and can't figure out why do you struggle to show up on social media consistently and intentionally without feeling completely overwhelmed if you answered yes to any of these questions keep listening. 
The Brand You Strategy is my signature six-week business balance and branding course that walks you through creating a solid and recognizable business and brand identity and has proven to help you gain a clear understanding of who you are and determine your unique message and dream customers so you can relax into your business and make more money. Who doesn't want that? The Brand You Strategy only launches six times per year and has a spot waiting with your name on it. For more info, check out bossladiesandbabies.com or contact me, your girl Megan, on Instagram at itsmegangillespie or via email at megan at bossladiesandbabies.com. Mention this ad and receive 25% off your spot. I can't wait to see what you do. Okay, well, to lighten things up a little bit before we let you go, we are at our segment that we like to call our hot mess moment. So life is full of those hot mess moments. We've all been there. Um, This segment gives you a chance to share an example of a time that you've been a total hot mess. Wow, okay, yeah. So there was a time, okay, so we, my kids go to school at, at that time when this happened, my kids were going to school um, far away. So we're commuting all the time. And we have really terrible traffic here in Honolulu. If, I don't know if you know that, like really bad. And so I'm always like, I'm juggling, right? My day job, I'm juggling this, um, my, my email marketing thing. And I'm juggling picking up the kids at school. And at my kids' school, it, there's this, there's this um, driveway and there's like three lanes and then there's this other lane there's just kind of like it's not really a lane there's cars parked against a building and people would go right behind those right and do like a quick pickup and if I if I if my kids were ready like I'm texting them right like okay I'm, I'm coming through the driveway right be ready for the quick pickup and if we're able to do that quick pickup without me having to pull into the parking lot and then fight the traffic coming out it's like a great day right I mean it's like you're you're like this is awesome so anyway I'm pulling in and I pull into that and they they had told us don't do this don't do this move like you Mm -hmm. you need to go to the correct pickup places right or park in the parking lot which there's never enough parking in the parking lot so anyway so I go and I do this smooth move right and then my my son's getting in the car and I don't know if I press something and I had a Nissan Leaf and I don't know if you know, the, these cars are really quiet. Like you can't tell whether they're on or off. It's so quiet. So anyway, it dies. And, and there's <laughs> car, I mean, there's cars in all three lanes. There's cars in back of me, right? Trying to do the same thing. And I'm like, I, and I press the, the on button and I can't, and I can't press it on. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god like I'm great I'm like oh my god like there's all this traffic oh, no. like what the heck is this car just doing they're not moving mm-hmm. and so then I have to go find there's this guy he's like the security guard guy that kind of like runs a traffic thing I have to get out of my car I had to walk over there and tell him oh my car is stalled so then we have to go and find this big huge orange cone and put the orange cone like around my car so that people mm-hmm. know like this car is stalled oh, no. in the middle of this lane blocking cars that are trying to come out of the the stalls and I'm like oh my god so I'm calling like tow trucks are like 45 minutes I'm like 45 minutes this is like an emergency (laughs) you know and anyway it it was like about maybe 15 or 20 minutes and my son's like mom just try it again and I pressed it and it powered on (laughs) 
and I think what happened was I was when I was pressing it I wasn't Mm -hmm. pressing it where it was engaging like I wasn't pressing it long enough I just like did a quick little thing like this and it Mm -hmm. didn't power on I was like oh my god it actually was installed there was like nothing (laughs) wrong with the car it was so embarrassing I'm like I hope no one and people know your car right people like in the school right they Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my god people probably saw me with the big orange cone oh my god (laughs) and then no tow truck or anything came it was just (laughs) I had to call them off I'm like no stop it's okay but yeah it's just being frazzled and being mm-hmm. not just thinking and just being all over the place that um I just I couldn't think straight but anyway that was a yeah. very embarrassing hot mess moment oh my gosh thank you for sharing <laughs> I love it yeah oh I totally feel you on that because my school also especially now since like COVID stuff our pickup policy is totally different you stay in your car we have like little oh. barcodes for each kid so they have the parking lot like divided by like the alphabet so it's so stressful and then to be like oh I'm gonna try to scoot up to my area and pull over but the car in front of me is not moving quite enough so my rear end is sticking out and people can't get by and then (laughs) yeah everyone's so stressed out that you it's just so easy to get frazzled and embarrassed about it and I I I feel for you (laughs) everyone can identify a little bit with that oh my gosh oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> the cone just was the icing on the cake <laughs> the yeah. it was a huge orange cone <laughs> oh my gosh thank you for sharing that <sighs> oh my gosh I love it well we are gonna wrap up our interview with you but this has been so amazing and you just are like a wealth of knowledge and we really appreciate you coming on and sharing all of this with us I think that this is really really helpful and inspiring for anybody who has an email list or is looking to get started so before we let you go why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and are you taking new clients on what do you have going on yeah so um I do take um one-on-one clients and that's um actually how I prefer to work right now because everything's so individualized I help them do their welcome series which which we talked about, it's very strategic and individual per business. So yes, I do take one-on-one clients and I actually have two freebies, right? I'm all about email marketing, I have two freebies. So one is if you're just getting started and you kind of want to like, what kind of lead magnet, what kind of ideas are out there? I have a list to over 125 lead magnet ideas for you to, and they're separated by industry, which is kind of cool. And so you can get that by going to um, www.jenwilsonmarketing.com slash lead magnet all one word. And then my second freebie is a 20 point checklist to writing sticky emails. So run your emails through this checklist to kind of like, am I doing this? Am I doing this? Am I doing and, um, and you can get that. And it might be better if we just put it in the chat kind of has a long, like, yeah, thing. Sure. Um, I have that on the pages. So I'll get that over to you for the checklist. Um, and people can find me on Instagram at jenwilson.marketing on LinkedIn, Jen Wilson Marketing, all one word, and on my website, jenwilsonmarketing.com. Wonderful. Yeah, we'll put all of that in the show notes so you can easily connect with Jen. And yeah, we've been, this just been a pleasure chatting with you. You are amazing. We're so excited that you came on our show today. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks, Megan and Nikki. (laughs) All right. Well, everyone else, we will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, 
Save Bossy. Save Bossy. Bossy.